0: Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, i will introducing your host, Gareth Beckett.
1: Howdy mountain bikers, thanks for being here and welcome to episode 122 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I'm here as always to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to go on the trails, keep you stoked and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved so thanks for tuning in i hope your new year has been going well so far and thanks for getting involved with the podcast and all your nice comments over the christmas and new year period i do appreciate that so thanks so much for that guys now in today's show it's a great show it's an exciting show i love chatting to lisa and matt lisa and matt are the founders and the owners ...of the Gap Bike Park. I'm sure you know it. I'm sure you've heard about it. Have you been? If not, you should definitely go. They have loads planned for 2020. They have a lot of exciting news. They are pushing the boundary of what these kind of facilities can do. Uh, There's lots of new stuff in the pipeline. They're upgrading facilities. They're upgrading trails... So much good news coming out from there, and uh, it was great to chat to Lisa and Matt about everything that's going on there. Also, we chat a little bit about the history of the park, and you may be surprised to hear what it actually was before it was a mountain bike park. Um, I certainly was, and it's, it's a real change, but it's one for the better, in my opinion. Um, so we chat about that, we chat about their downhill league, which first ran in 2019 was very very successful loads of good numbers attended they actually had to turn people away because all the spots were filled so they're running that again this year you can actually enter that now. It starts on the 1st of March, so do get your entry in early if you want to uh, be part of that whole thing, because there is a limited amount of numbers, and uh, I don't want anybody disappointed if you're really keen. If you missed the 2019 one, get involved now. Get get onto their website and book online and attend that. It will be an amazing event. We chat about that. We chat about All the exciting stuff happening at The Gap. It's so good to hear a facility like this, which is relatively quite young. It's still only around three years old. Expanding, doing new things, running new events, running new race categories is really cool. And I just want to say a big thanks to Sinead for setting this up. Sinead kind of organized it all for us and got involved that way. So thanks so much, Sinead. It wouldn't have happened without your input. And uh, so, folks, listen. Just sit back, enjoy Get your calendar out. Get ready to book a weekend or a couple of days or a couple of half days at The Gap. And let's welcome Lisa and Matt to the MTB Tribe podcast. Hi, Matt, Lisa. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the MTB Tribe podcast. It's awesome to have you on the show. How are you today? Very well. Thank you, Gary. Thanks. Yeah,
2: thanks for having us on.
1: Excellent, no worries, and uh, I know we chatted briefly beforehand um, about things and about the gap and everything else, so it's cool to get you guys on, a local trail centre on, so I'm really stoked to learn more about the centre and everything else and how hard you guys work to have such a cool centre, so it's good to get you on, so thanks so much for putting the time aside, I do appreciate it. Thank
0: you very much,
2: Gareth.
1: Here, how was your Christmas?
0: No, Christmas has been great. No, it's been nice and busy, and busy and the weather actually played this game as well, which was which was great.
1: Excellent. So oh. you were open over Christmas. When did you close?
0: We closed for the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday around Christmas. Roughly <laughs> r- r- <laughs> roughly, yeah, roughly. Um, and um <laughs> yeah, back over back over again <laughs> on the um in for a couple of days and yeah. back off for a couple of days and back in. Again. Be a calendar.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Every day was packed
1: though. Yeah, well that's good. So it wasn't something crazy. You weren't like closed Christmas Day and open the rest of the time.
0: No, no. We had we had four days around Christmas Day and two days around New Year's, so it kinda of was nice.
1: And tell me, did you just take the opportunity and get empty trails or did you just step away and get a break from the whole thing?
0: We did. We got one morning, actually, where we went out and had, all the staff here went out and had a bit of crack, actually, riding the trails for a morning, which was a bit of a laugh. Yeah, yeah, we had a bit of crack
2: down that. Yeah, it was good fun. A couple of us were a bit hungover, but good fun. Had to be done. (laughs) Good
1: crack. (laughs) Good stuff, good stuff. Well, listen, we're we're going to get into things. I want to chat about how you just got started and stuff like that there as well, just so people know a little bit of the history of, of the Gap and everything else. But Lisa, I know you want to speak about upcoming events and you're very excited about that, so we'll get into that a wee bit later. Yep, yeah,
2: savage.
1: Cool, because you've got quite a lot going on there, so I'm interested to hear more about it. Um, but Matt and Lisa, now, are you the owner of the Gap? How does it work? Do you zone the land? Can you tell us a wee bit about it?
0: Yeah, well... The way it kind of all started off that the land here used to be it used to be a golf course. So there was kind of half of it was a golf course, the other kind of well, more of it was then forestry. So when the downturn came along, it was a case of kind of trying to find out where we were going to go. Many, many kind of thoughts, but this was one that kind of worked for for, for the property and all, all that we have around it.
1: Wow, okay, um, so, so you owned the property before it was a mountain bike uh, adventure park as such? Yeah, for sure. Wow, so were you interested in biking at that time? What made you go down the MTB route? Did you take advice? How, what what you made know, that I, decision? I used,
0: to, I used to do a little bit of motorbiking enduro, and in order to kind of try and keep a little bit kind of fit for that, I used to do a bit of mountain biking, which I kind of liked as well. So it kind of all kind of fell into place.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very interesting. So you had experienced a take at this and this kind of thing before with the golf course and things like that? Or was this a new venture for you completely something different?
0: Um, Well, you you had all the kind of the the coffee shop we had here. We were running that as a kind of um, a clubhouse when we had the golf course and all the staffing that went around that and the the food bits that were involved in that. So we, we had kind of history of doing that kind of stuff. Was kind of the trails and all that kind of stuff. That was all new stuff to us. Wow,
1: that must have been a pretty big move. Was Was it a scary move? Did you validate it in any way? Did you speak to a lot of people before you made the decision? Oh, we
0: did because there, there was many other things that we had kind of ideas of what we put into this particular patch of ground. It's a beautiful bit of ground just outside Dublin. And it's a kind of... A piece of ground you couldn't leave empty doing nothing, and we had to find the of kind of the infrastructure of the, the clubhouse and the sheds, the car parking, the entrances, all those kind of things were already here, so it was just utilising all them and what best to use them for.
1: Mm. Yeah, so can you let us know what else you were thinking of? Is it completely different from mountain bacon? Oh,
0: Jesus Christ, it was some crazy idea. It's <laughs> gone around in there, let me tell you. <laughs> no, well, to, to be honest with you, most of them were actually based around, and, and and one thing that we all know, parents are more than happy to spend money on <coughs> children. So mm-hmm. a lot of them were based around kind of kids' adventure kind of stuff. And that that's, that's how it all kind of started.
1: Mm-hmm. And did you look at anywhere else? Did you go and visit any other parks or anything like that before you made the, the oh, leap no, in? we
0: did. No, we, we, we did go to a few, and um, w- w- one of the one of the fears was was it going to be good enough? Were, were we going to be? Um, would it be steep enough? All, all all those thoughts, and initially in my own head, I, I I didn't think we would be, and I um, so initially it was actually based around a kids mountain bike park, but um insurance companies and all the kind of stuff that is involved with children, it just proves to be something that you could
1: not do. Mm, okay, interesting. All right. And when you when you decided to go with the mountain bike-themed thing, who did you approach then for help and design and everything else?
0: Well, we approached um, Ronan Sarlov um, back on track, and um, he we, we'd seen a lot of work that he'd done. And we were high, quite happy with, and we went over and spent a bit of time with him, and he kind of talked us through it. And it was actually after talking with, with with them that they said there might be issues with with, with a kids-based one that you might want to try and um, step it up a gear and do an adults version. And that's where we are.
1: Hmm. Yeah, cool. And did he did he come over to look at the ground, look at the land, and decide, or
0: yeah. Yeah, no. He came over a couple of times, ha- had a look around, surveyed it, did all he d- did all he did, went away, and thought about it, and then came back with plans of what he thought he'd be able to put in in the way of trails.
1: Mm-hmm. So he decided on the uplift thing and everything else like that. And...
0: Well, the uplift thing was something that just had to go in. I mean, it's um, it's some way it's, it's a big carrot to get people here. The fact that they don't have to pedal up the hill.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely helps.
0: Well, it certainly helps me. <laughs>
1: uh, good stuff, good stuff. Now, so you privately own the land. What about councils and stuff like that there? Had you any issue with anything like that? Did they have any say in what went in? Or Not really, because
0: the, the, the way it is, the um, ground was already used as a golf course, so it already had a kind of a, a, a leisure kind of um, listing to it. So okay. there the, the was no real issues there.
1: No, well, that was handy. That was handy. And you said you, you biked a little bit in the past and stuff like that. So did you go down the trails first? Were you the first guy on them? No, there was
0: plenty of people came sneaking in before us. <laughs> that's
1: what I was going to say, who sneaked in before no, you. No, no, there
0: was plenty, let me tell
1: you. <laughs> well, that was cool. That You know, that's really cool. And when, and when it initially opened and stuff... Was it really busy from day one, or did it take a bit of time to get to get going, the momentum to get going?
0: No, it, it, it was very busy from day one because it was something new in the area, so it kind of kind of jumped up and got going fairly fair, fairly quickly, actually, and um, then it kind of stayed pretty steady, true tr- tr- and true, yeah.
1: Oh, well, that's cool. Were you able to convert any golfers to mountain bikers?
0: Well, we've a few sons of past members here who come and (laughs) book a bit.
1: (laughs) Excellent. It's a bit different for sure. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, folks, tell us there, uh, just for the visiting rider and somebody that hasn't been before, what they kind of can expect as far as the trails and the facilities and everything else you've got going there?
0: Well, kind of through the park, we've got all the ranges of all different trails, so you've, Blue, red, black trails. There's kind of there's 14 trails I think in you know, all throughout it, which are all all kind of serviced nicely by the van, So that there's a nice kind of vibe for everyone to come in. Everyone's kind of having the crack. everyone's happy. Just mm-hmm. the first first uh-huh. people who come here for the first time, you give them a nice little talk through the trails and make sure they're not afraid to approach van drivers for any questions. So just make sure everyone's happy.
1: Mm-hmm. And does it cater for everybody, for the complete beginner? Or do you have to have a certain skill level before you would, would go to somewhere like The Gap?
0: We'd, we'd hope to. Um, the blue trails, I mean, if, if most most kids or adults who are anyway competent on a bike should have no problem mm-hmm. coming down the blue trails. They're nice flowy trails through the forest. I mean, you can go as fast or as slow as you want. I mean, they can be very challenging if you, if you, if you really do keep it lit down them. But if you have a nice cruisy trip down them, they're absolutely brilliant.
2: You just need to be confident on a bike, I think.
1: Yeah. 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 And I know you offer more than just trails there as well. You've you've got facilities and things. Can you tell us what you've got there for people visiting? Well, we
0: have the the, the Gap Kitchen across the way, which is a coffee shop that does all proper food, burgers, chips, all that kind of stuff. So that's good. We've the the Dublin Mountain Way, which is um, one of the national walks, which goes from Tala to Shankill, which cuts through the place which is kind of cool bike
2: hire.
0: then we have well we have our bike hire here as well so and we've also got a, a mechanic here who, who fixes up bikes so that's kind of what we have
1: mm-hmm. no and that's cool so people can obviously take their own bikes and stuff there they can hire as well but if they have an issue with the bike there's somebody on hand to to give somebody them a handout hand yeah
0: to fix it up as, as best right. we can
1: and do you sell components or anything like that?
0: We don't. N- not yet.
1: Okay. But
0: it, well, it is that, is, that is in our thoughts.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so as far as first-time users, how's the best way to kind of approach the trail network then? Is it, you know, if they go to use there initially, for what's user, the first time user?
0: I mean, the best thing to do is to come up. and I mean, anyone who's coming here for the first time, we have to, give them a talk through the trails you know, where not to go where there's little obstacles that maybe they should avoid and just just give them a nice talking through and make sure that they are capable and, and that their bikes are able for the trails
1: mm-hmm. yeah do, do you ever get people coming up with like stuff like that which isn't suitable and they just don't really know what they're getting <laughs> into
0: we could send you a few pictures
1: <laughs> <laughs> really does that happen truthfully mm-hmm.
0: Oh, truthfully, it does. Yeah, truthfully.
2: was someone with no brakes one day. Yeah, no, no,
0: they, yeah. They, 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 you, you get all sorts.
1: Yeah. But Seriously. that's what makes it so much fun. <laughs> yeah, so what do you say to somebody like that?
2: Oh, <laughs> you're not <laughs> riding. <laughs> come back. Do you really? Want, do, you want to, do you want to hire a bike? <laughs>
0: yeah. I know you just have to explain that it's just not safe. Yeah. And, and that's that. And they sometimes look a bit shocked. <laughs> <laughs> you really, you're going really going to come down the mountain and that thing? <laughs>
1: I hear it's crazy. Well, I'll tell you, the first time I took out my girlfriend, she was in a twenty-year-old rally shopper thing, uh, with no tread, and she went up Dava faster than me. So I can't, I can't say
2: anything. Said for-
1: uh, so you've got an uplift service there as well, Matt. How does that work? Do people have to book Go on? Tell us a wee bit about that.
0: Well, it's it's it uh, certainly at the weekends you, you do need to book in because it every uh, occasionally it, it does happen that we book out completely, and then you'll arrive up and you, you unfortunately you'll, you'll have to pedal up the mountain, and if that's not what you want to do, well then that won't be great. Mm. But I mean, it's very simple. You book in online, you arrive in, you sign in as 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 everybody else does. You, you you get your your tag and away you go up and down the mountain for the three hours as many times as you
1: can. Okay, and can you tell us the different options? Because I know you have a few different options going there and how, the kind of cost involved.
0: Yeah, well, we have midweek, it's 20 euros for three hours, 40 euros for 35. 33. Look at this. <laughs>
2: he hasn't got a clue. Right? <laughs> I actually had to run through the prices with him earlier because he knew you were going to ask him. He was like, I haven't got a clue. you
0: would be as well to ask Lisa that question. Yeah, so the, uh-huh. the
2: half day uplifts during the week is 20 euros. And a full day is 35, so that's six hours. And then the weekend is 27 for the half day and then 40 for the full day.
1: Okay. And do most people go half day or full? Full day riding would be quite tough on you. I
2: think the people who travel a bit further tend to do the full day. Um, And then I suppose people who are more local just pop up for kind of a half day. We get a lot of people down from the north and stuff, and they would generally do uh, full days.
0: You see, the beauty about it is there's an hour lunch break in the middle of the day, so you can sit down, take it easy, chill out, yeah, eat mm. yourself into mm. a heat, then get going again afterwards.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I suppose you can take it, like you were saying earlier, Matt, you can take it as, you know, as easy or as fast or as slow as you want, so you can... Yeah,
0: yeah. you can stop for coffees. I mean, you, you don't have to do every run.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah okay and is there different levels can you get off slightly further down do you have to go to the top every time how does the uplift work that way well
0: you, ha- you, well you have to go to the top every time and the blue trails start from the top everything starts to the top so it just makes it makes it easy
1: <clears throat> okay and then everybody makes their way down to the base and you can choose your route whatever way you want to come down And then you go again, basically.
2: There's a couple of, two different uh, collection points. So you can stay on this side of the park or you can go over the far side, which is more kind of natural technical trails over there. So
1: Okay. And would that be all black trails, Lisa, or is that? Uh,
2: Yeah, mainly. There's there's a couple of reds, but uh, yeah, it's mainly the, the black stuff, yeah.
1: All right, cool. Cool. And tell us a little about... The trails then, so the blues, the reds, the blacks and stuff, are they all kind of, you were saying there's some natural and then there's some kind of purpose built? Um.
0: All, all, all the blue trails and the jump trails, they're all kind of stone, stone surfaced. And then the red trails are all kind of built on dirt. And then all the natural trails are just hand cut kind of natural, nice kind of rooty stuff that goes down through, through the trees with little drops and stuff built into them there
1: mm-hmm. yeah cool and is there a skills park or anything there or
0: no that's hopefully coming before everything goes according to plan that that that's on the list of stuff we've a, a little skills area hopefully going to come in so that will be blue red and black little skills area which will be pretty cool all
1: right well, excellent excellent now tell us a little bit about the bikes you hire there, because i'm sure some people will be interested in that
0: yeah, well, they're the proof Mega um, Comp version is what they are. Um, a, re- a, a real nice kind of yeah. all, all, all round
1: mountain bike.
2: Just got a brand new fleet in there in December, so they're brand new. All full,
1: all full suspension.
2: Yes, all full suspension,
1: yeah. And are they 27.5 or 29ers, what are you running?
0: We have a mixture, um, which is a job. To, in, in, in smalls, we have no 29ers. In the mediums, I think we have maybe about... Three and uh, large, I think about the same.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. And is that something people can book online or you advise them to book online then?
0: All bikes need to be booked online because bikes book out regularly. So yeah, yeah. online, make your booking. you, you pick your bike. Um, and we, we don't necessarily have it split in 29 or the 27. The person comes the resort, they may ask, have you got one of them available? But if you see larger people who have a, a medium bike booked out, you might try and give him a 29 or so it's a little bit bigger.
1: Yeah, okay. What about protection and stuff? Do guys have to wear a full-face helmet and things like that?
0: When you're renting the bike, you have to get full-face helmet, elbow pads and knee pads. It's what we insist that you do wear. But like most things, when you're coming on with your own equipment, doing your own thing, it's completely up to yourself.
2: We um, recommend full-face helmet, elbow and knee pads, but it's, yeah. it's down to your, yourself to decide what you want to wear
1: okay that's cool
2: but for rentals yeah you have to wear all the gear
1: yeah yeah all right all right cool now lisa let's chat about events and upcoming the upcoming downhill series and stuff like that because i know when we chatted very briefly beforehand you were very excited about this kind of stuff so yeah i get very
2: excited about the racing and all that stuff
1: yeah i see you're wearing a nice nuke proof hoodie there too am i i think so i see nuke proof on that Right. Oh, it's a nice gap one. What's on the sleeve obviously. at the shoulder?
2: <laughs> Was I wearing something nuke proof? No, I don't think. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, that is a nuke proof logo. Yes, on my hoodie. Sorry. Aye, that,
1: that. That. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, well obviously, nuke proof is our our brand here, so um everything is nuke proof. And actually, nuke proof are great because they help. They're helping us out with our leagues and stuff with prizes and stuff like that. So we have to give them a shout out.
1: Very good, yeah, for sure. No, for yeah. sure. Yeah, good really to have perfect. them on yeah. board. Yeah, great to have them, yeah. All right. Um, Can you tell us a bit then, Lisa, about the past events you've held there and stuff? Because I know you, you did that kind of uh, the, the downhill series at the end of last year. Is that right?
2: Yeah, so we just ran that downhill league in October um, and it was the first kind of proper race races yeah. that we ran ourselves. Um, so it was a big deal, there was a lot of excitement around it and it kind of all happened very, all of a sudden we just kind of said, oh, well, we, we, do, a, we, we do a downhill league and then boom, a couple of weeks later we were running it so uh, yeah, it was great, it was great crack like it was it was just brilliant
1: mm-hmm. And was that your idea, Lisa, to do that, to start that?
2: Um, yeah, 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 it was, yeah
1: we
0: got
2: bullied into it. <laughs> well, I kind, of, yeah, I kind of just told the lads we were doing it, and that was it. So, uh-huh. yeah, but it, yeah. it was it was great because um, we'd had races here a couple of races here before, but we never actually ran our own. So uh, it it was good to get started with with that.
1: Hmm. Um, was that scary for you, Lisa? So you obviously you made the decision to do it. So the weight's on your shoulders almost. Yeah. Um, now, just for a bit of a background, have you got you've got some racing experience yourself? Do you?
2: Um, well, I just did my first race last March. Um, I kind of just, I don't know, just at the last minute decided to do a race, and yeah, I just did it, and then I ended up racing the season. So this 2019 was my first season racing. So.
1: Okay, and did that help you organise, do you think, the, the races there at the Gap?
2: Oh yeah, definitely, that's, that's why I wanted to do it because I was mad into it, like, and obviously working in the Gap, and uh, yeah, I just wanted to do new stuff up here just to move the park forward a bit, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Sounds good, sounds good. Um, so, so tell us a little bit then about the organisation of that, what you had to do.
2: Um. everything it was it was it was was, was a bit mad like it was a pretty stressful time I I it was the first time I'd ever really organized anything in my life like any event really um and yeah it was a lot of organizing but because I'd been doing a bit of racing I had an idea of how it should be run so uh yeah just trying to make sure that I ticked all the boxes and had everything in place uh, for race day so um, yeah i was I was nervous that in case it didn't you know work out and, and I did feel a bit of pressure that it was kind of on my shoulders but uh, i I knew I, I put a lot of work into it so I knew I knew it was gonna work well. plus everyone here was working so hard um, you know making new trails and like it was a real team effort. everyone really pulled together and worked extremely hard like it, we were every every single member of staff was flat out. Every single day, for you know, probably two months, like the month leading up to it, and then the month that we ran the league. So,
1: yeah, it was a real, real team environment. What's yeah. what's what size of a, a team do you have there now?
2: As uh, as in staff, like
1: uh-huh.
0: far too many.
2: Yeah, well, we've got <laughs> we've got kind of the full timers. So, obviously, Matt's the boss and uh, Bren is the, the main man um, then Sinead is just back off maternity so she's like the main kind of day-to-day woman she's running all the day-to-day stuff um, I am here because I had taken over from Sinead when she was on maternity um, and she was with Giorgio the mechanic he's the new guy that we've just taken on um, and then we've got Another. A load of drivers uh, Gary, Chris, Jamie. Um I'm so afraid I'm gonna leave someone else. <laughs> it, doesn't,
0: it doesn't matter because they're the ones she doesn't like.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Kieran, Keen, we we've Phil. Oh Jesus, I better not forget someone. Else. Um, yeah, we have got a we've got a good crew.
0: We just need at, at the weekends, I mean particularly with, with the four vans, you need a kind of a pool of drivers that you can actually pull from. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm yeah. So. so. Yeah, that sounds good. But you know, it's not a big team to be running something like you have there. So you are obviously doing something right. And I know Lisa. A lot of the the competitors for the downhill series were really happy with it and how it went. So I know because I was chatting to a few of them. So you were doing something right, anyway. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, there was a lovely
0: atmosphere amongst them themselves, which actually helped an awful lot. Mm-hmm. And it was it was great to see their enthusiasm towards yeah. it, which, which kind of Made us try to make it better.
2: Yeah, I think everyone who was involved in it was just uh, just really great people. Like our timing crew, Gravity BC, they're a really great club. Um, Al Maxwell, Keen, Trish, Luke, all of that Uh, gang—they're just brilliant at doing the timing and all our volunteers. Uh, Obviously, Nuke Proof helped us out. Gap Kitchen, you know, it's just a really good crew of people that we have around, you know. So. Mm
1: -hmm. And were you happy with the entries for it and stuff?
2: Yeah, well, we kind of capped them for the first few weeks because we did, we wanted to see what kind of number we could manage with the vans that we had. Um, so I think we were kind of close to 100 most weeks, uh, 100 entries, probably 10 or 15 wouldn't turn up then. Um, And then by the last week, we ran it differently. We ran it over a full day and we had a new section to the track that made it longer. And it actually allowed us to take in. I think we had nearly 140 people entered for the final. Wow! But like these numbers were, l- like literally, we were still having to refuse people at this number, like because we couldn't actually keep up with the demand of it. It was it was colossal. So uh, I think we had about 120 who actually raced at the final. Yeah, yeah. That, so, that's
1: that's crazy. crazy. That the numbers are amazing.
2: Mental, absolutely mental. And as I said, we, we actually couldn't keep up with the demand with, for it, so it was, it was brilliant.
0: But there was a super standard of riders too. I mean, yeah. there, there was a lot of kids out there who were just yeah. giving it socks, yeah. which was great to see.
2: And a lot of new people who I think because they're familiar with the park, they... um. They might have been a bit nervous about racing, but because they were familiar with the Gap, it was a great opportunity for them to try racing for the first time. So we got a lot of people who had never raced before, a, a large chunk.
1: So, yeah, that that's interesting. Um, yeah. And it, it, it obviously takes something like you have done there to maybe encourage some people to get into the race thing. Yeah. And it's maybe like you, Lisa, once they get a taste of that, then that's yeah. them. They want to be oh, racing, yeah. you no, know.
2: Oh, definitely, yeah. They all want to race now and want to join the Gap MTV Club and all that kind of stuff, so.
1: Yeah, wow, that that's very uh-huh. interesting. And, and like, mm-hmm. just just generally yourselves there, how long has the, the Gap been actually going?
0: Just over two and a
1: half years.
2: Two and a half years, yeah. Is that all? Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, wow, I thought it was much longer than that. Oh, okay,
2: that's
1: all, yeah. still new. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. But it's interesting because have you seen an increase in numbers? You obviously must keep records in that. Have you seen an increase in people coming coming to your your park there? Yeah,
2: huge. Uh, this year was was massive. Was mm-hmm. a massive year. Um, it just
0: all all year. It's just, just been be nice. and close to the capital actually helps an awful lot yeah in, 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 in getting people
2: yeah oh, I think we've got a yeah a lot of huge amount of beginners coming up this year and we ran um, bike fest in June which was a festival that we organized which was basically just for purely beginners who had never mountain biked before. And uh, we ran that, and a, a huge chunk of them have been coming back since then. And I suppose spreading the word to people who probably thought mountain biking wasn't for them, or that they wasn't, they weren't going to be able to do it. Who actually had this opportunity to come up and try it in a no-pressure environment. We gave them like a bit of coaching and skill sessions and stuff like that before we sent them out on the bikes on the trails. So they were probably able to spread the word to their friends and everything to say, look, this is actually deadly. You know, it doesn't, it's, it doesn't have to be dangerous. Like you can come down these nice flowy blue trails and it's, it's
1: just good fun. Like. Mm-hmm. No, that, that is that, super that. cool.
2: Hmm.
1: You know, you obviously ran numbers and stuff of the, the mountain bike community in Ireland in the North uh, before you convert it there to, to the, um, the mountain bike park. But are you surprised with the numbers?
0: We're surprised the numbers. Um <laughs> Jesus one. I'd say we're surprised the numbers over Christmas is what we were surprised with. Um yeah. overall
2: it is surprising it is, it that is. it's just growing so steady. Like the the customer base here is growing like at a massive rate all the time. I think it's that's right, yeah. Surprising. You just
0: watched it you can kind of trace it through the number of new waivers that get put through on a kind of, um,
1: Mm.
0: well, mainly a weekly or monthly basis.
1: But, um, Mm.
0: particularly when you're signing in people here at the weekends and the amount of new people who have never been here before, who haven't done waivers online, end up having to do one here. And you you constantly see a little queue of people going up to that computer just to redo them.
1: Mm. Yeah. Well, that's, that's awesome. You know, it kind of blows me away, um, the amount of riders we have entering competitions and stuff here over Ireland. It really does, because when I do speak to quite a lot of people that are involved running Enduros and everything else in other areas, and I can assure you, a lot of them don't get the numbers we get for competitions here.
2: For racing, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just unbelievable. And like you, you were saying, Matt, about the standard of some of the young racers and riders and all mm-hmm. there. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. Now, Lisa, tell us what you've got, uh, your upcoming Downhill Series, then. Give us a wee bit of info on that, please.
2: Um, the Spring League is running in March. So the first 8th, 15th, and 29th of March. Um, which will be on Sundays and we've going to make it kind of bigger and better this year. So we're going to have more categories. Um, well we had really good prizes for the last one, but we'll have really good prizes again. (laughs) Um, and yeah, so you can enter online the only thing I would say to people is enter early because we had a lot of disappointed people the last time. Um, so, yeah, the categories that we have is this year, this spring, is going to be women's, uh, under-14s, which is a new category because we only had under-16s for the last one. Um, so, under-14s, under-16, under-23, seniors, uh, elites, which is new as well, um, 40 plus, And if we have the numbers, we'll also run at 50-plus.
1: Very good, very good. So, Just to give me a chance.
2: Yeah. Matt's opening be the only one
1: in it. <laughs> yeah, well, just just give Matt a, a cup of some sort anyway at the end. Yeah, fastest the loser. <laughs> yeah, a <because> cup of beer. <laughs> um, yeah,
2: he'd be happy with that. So yeah, and uh, you, obviously you enter online, and so for the a, a day's race and basically it'll be three hours practice in the morning, obviously with uplifts, uh, lunch for an hour, and then I think i'm gonna run it probably with one practice run after lunch so top to bottom no stopping and, and then straight back up for your race run uh, so basically a full day's riding for 30 quid
1: wow that's yeah. amazing
2: yes it is amazing <laughs> yeah no it's, it's good it's it's good value like
1: yeah excellent excellent and uh i suppose you're expecting big numbers there um
2: yeah, we're probably going to push it out a bit. This probably go for the same numbers that we around that we yeah. had for the final. I'd say it was one, just
0: a number we were happy with that the vans yeah. were able to cope with. There was no nothing. nothing worse than watching people queue up. that, yeah. that no, they
2: me. were just hammering out the runs, and everyone was getting up and down like very quickly. So probably a mm. hundred and thirty to one hundred and forty. I'd say.
1: yeah Yeah. well that's good because there is a tipping point to that kind of thing when it gets too big there's too many people and then everybody's standing around getting cold uh, and everything else
2: Yeah, and that's why we kept the numbers down for the first few weeks because uh the practice time was a bit shorter and uh because we were only we didn't know what we could cope with and we didn't want people queue and that's the last thing we want is people queuing we don't want people having a crap time so keep the numbers small and build it from there you know
1: Mm-hmm. yeah makes sense and is that available now can people book now
2: people can book there now yeah they can yeah
1: all right that's cool and as you said uh, just, just get want, your yes go
2: uh, ahead say as well we're actually for the spring league we're getting support from council, Dunleary rotdown county council so we're really happy to have them on board um and they want to kind of give us a bit of support throughout the year um They are kind of their first time being quite, you know, heavily involved with mountain biking. And, uh, you know, their thing is to kind of work to promote healthy pastimes and outdoor activities and stuff like that. So um, that's why they kind of want to come on board and and give us a bit of support. So we're really grateful to have them on on side.
1: Oh, that's cool. That's very good. Did Did they get in contact with you or...?
2: Uh yeah kind of yeah it was kind yeah, of Yeah,
0: we've been trying to chasing up a lot of different ways to try and kind of get get a bit of help from the council.
2: Yeah.
0: But um we've managed to
2: we managed find to, the right
0: door thankfully yeah, and yeah, they've been very helpful.
2: Got a, a little uh, way in with them and had a meeting and just told them what we wanted to do and other events that we wanted to run and they were they were excited by what we wanted to do and uh they want to get involved, so we're, we're delighted to have them. It's great to have the local council, you know, to, to get their backing.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I think that's important for sure. Yeah,
2: yeah. well, they see what a great facility it is up here, you know, and uh, they want to try and help promote it.
1: Mm-hmm. No, that's very good, and it's good to see that. It's good to see, you know, something at that level getting kind of noticed and recognised for what you are doing there, so that's very yeah. interesting.
2: Yeah, it's great. It's really
1: good. Yeah, that should lead to good stuff down the line as well, you Absolutely. would think.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: Now, um, if I arrived with a 30-year-old rigid mountain bike, could I enter the race? No? Um, got oh,
2: whatever,
0: Dave. We'll we get a great laugh out of
2: you. <laughs> <laughs> Probably advise against
0: it. <laughs> maybe not, just watch the carnage. Or oh,
2: maybe we'll just open a new category <laughs>
1: yeah yeah that's cool so do you get a lot of guys there you know i would say the majority of the people competing they're not going up there in full downhill bikes or using their enduro bikes would that be right they're, yeah
0: they're
1: it's a mixture maybe, of absolutely maybe everything enduro, I think, yeah. but
2: um yeah no, you get a lot of people on the downhill bikes
1: yeah yeah that's cool that's cool to see yeah. um what about the local guys there that are with you day in day out um are they faster? Or just naturally faster because they know the trails.
2: I think there are some really good riders. Yeah, there's some really good local riders. Um, different for the races though, and we haven't reopened really them up for anyone to to ride them, so uh, they're closed. Like when when the races. It's is like on. one of
0: those things where, when you've had eight or possibly more runs on a trail, you, you kind of get to know it, and it kind of becomes mm. a little bit kind of fair throughout, I suppose.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's cool. cool. Well, you, you seem super stoked on that, Lisa, uh, and everything yeah. else. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Are you going to enter yourself? Are you?
0: Choose to be hard to stop her. To be perfectly honest, well, Lisa it's not competitive.
2: I was made enter the last one, even though I was running it. But um, yeah, yeah, I know I'll have to. I'm, I'm not allowed to not race, so mass makes me do it even though when i'm doing my practice i'm taking phone calls and messages by walkie talkies (laughs) and stuff but uh yeah yeah i'll have to do it is basically the answer
1: (laughs) yeah i had a good old chat with uh with a few guys that organize races and also race on them um and it's crazy you know they're sitting at the top of the the top of the run and there's just so much going through their head, stuff that has to be fixed, stuff that needs to be sorted. And, you know, yeah. it's just crazy. It's that are worrying about all things that could
0: possibly go wrong.
2: It's pure stress. <laughs> I didn't race the first week of this the uh, October League because I said, I just have to get this first one out of the way. But then the next week, Matt was like, right, you're definitely racing the rest of them. So I had to, had to do
1: it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like <laughs> it always amazes me how Glenn O'Brien can race the Vitus first tracks and during I know.
2: It's incredible, because that's like proper big-scale stuff like with five or six different stages, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. And not yeah. only is he racing them, he's freaking winning them too, you know what I mean? Yeah,
2: yeah, he's a beast. <laughs> he was actually down for one of our races. I think it, he came down for the final.
1: Very good. That's yeah. Cool. That was good to see him down. Yeah. Yeah, it was great to see him. Awesome. All right, now, I know you just have got... Plenty planned there for the near future. Can you tell us a wee bit then about what you've got kind of in the in the pipeline?
0: Well, we've hopefully got a, a little bit more distance we can add on to trails now. So we're hoping maybe in well, this spring it would be great if it happens, but it remains to be seen. We, we, we have possibly another five trails to go in. A little bit five? Of other, five, yeah, which would be great. It's absolutely super
1: Wow, that's good.
0: The little little skills area coming in as well, which Mm. which would be be brilliant. Yeah. So to get that all tied in nicely would be just fantastic.
2: There's a new section of land above the park, so it'll make the park longer, more distance. So uh, that's where the new trails are going to go in.
0: So, yeah, that'll be great.
1: All right, excellent. And is that going to be reds, blacks, blues? Can you just it's, it's, it's
0: going to be everything again because, once again, everything will be starting from the top, so you have to have everything coming from there. Okay. So it'll be nice. The blue trails will be lovely. Much, much longer, cruisy blue trails now, all the way down through the trees, so it'll just be deadly.
1: Wow, that sounds amazing. And only only been open two and a half-odd years. Yeah. And uh-huh. these are expanding already. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go bigger,
2: go home, isn't that yeah, it? Yeah, we just have to keep keep, keep moving going. forward as we always
1: say. Yeah. Excellent. Good stuff. So what other race uh, events and stuff have you got happening there?
2: Um yeah, so there's a couple of um events and races uh lined up this year. We have um an NPS XC race on. So that's the National Points series. So if will be your first time uh running a cross country race. That's sponsored by Scott Sports. So that's going to be a whole new, uh, new kettle of fish for us to organise that. But hopefully we can...
0: We're a bit worried about having guys riding around <laughs> in Lycra. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that'll probably be a good bit of organising in that. Um, but we're looking forward to getting into something new. Um another thing that I'm hoping to organize this year, this is fresh off the press, <laughs> is that uh, I kind of want to organize um, an enduro race for kids, which I don't think has been done before, but we've kind of got the green light to do it. So it's to, for kids of probably age eight to 16 who don't, you know, well, the younger kids wouldn't get to race enduro because they're too young, but uh, we're gonna kind of teaming up with uh, Cycling Ireland and we're going to run like a mini enduro for kids. And what we're hoping to do is to get a couple of EWS riders in to do some coaching and stuff with them as well on the day. So it'll be kind of be an EWS-themed um A little little mini enduro festival day Mm -hmm. thing that we're going to run for the kids. So I think that would be really exciting to run that. Yeah, something new.
1: Yeah, that sounds awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, it'd be great to have the, you know, the enduro world series, a couple of riders, get them down and meet the kids and give them a bit of training and stuff like that. So, but that's very, that's very fresh. Uh, We're just kind of starting to work on that now. Um, and, yeah, we'll probably try and run a little bike festival at some stage. Oh, uh, Jesus, I'm forgetting the IDMS.
0: <laughs> the
2: main race. <laughs> the big one is the IDMS. <laughs> we're going to be running that at the end of uh, June. So the 28th and the 29th of June. Or, sorry, the 27th and 28th of June. So that's, that's the big race that we're all really looking forward to. Um, and we're going to be building a big waffle track for that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be brand new track for that.
1: Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. yeah. You've got loads going on there. Eh? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Loads. And on. not
0: enough of
1: days.
2: Yeah. So you're yeah. up- welcome. A job Gareth. you can come here and do a bit of work <laughs> <laughs> uh, no the IDMS is gonna be class we're gonna we're gonna build a really really good track for that so we're gonna be looking at uh, where that's gonna be going in very soon and starting working on that ASAP.
1: All right cool and who will you yeah. get to do that? Can you just do that in-house or do you just have to outsource somebody to build that for you? It's A mixture of everything.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. well well, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say. <laughs> we have two big boys coming in to design it. Um, am I allowed? To... I don't know if I'm allowed to say you, <laughs> but uh, a couple of um, couple of big riders that we have um, hopefully coming up in the next week or two to have, have a look to through. have a look at what what they can do.
0: It's and just to see if, if we can put in something yeah to put in
2: yeah. something good yeah we want to we want to design the track we want riders to design the track so we've two pretty pretty good riders coming in to have a look at design and something
1: for us mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's cool and <laughs> as far as promoting it and coverage and everything else uh do you think with a little bit of the the council sponsorship and stuff will they help promote it or give it a bit of a media push for yeah, you yeah
2: they're all for it like they're all for getting you know hands-on with it and helping us promote and yeah big time they're all up for it
1: yeah that's cool and you know there's one thing that I've been chatting to a few guests about that I just don't think there's enough media coverage in Ireland and Northern Ireland you know with the the mountain bike scene you know
2: yeah
1: yeah. we've got world-class athletes in Ireland but yet nobody really the knows support. about them yeah. outside they not
2: getting the support that they need and the coverage that they need yeah,
1: yeah. well hopefully it's something that you guys are doing here with the IDMS
2: yeah. that,
1: that'll push it in the right direction and I think yeah. it will so that's cool
2: Well, definitely the council will be a new avenue where they can promote mm-hmm. it to people who might not necessarily come across it so if we can get loads of people up to watch who wouldn't normally watch a downhill race and you know it's all
1: good exposure mm-hmm. yeah yeah brilliant brilliant. have you just yeah. heard of the enduro races I think it's called two enduro or something where you race it and like a there's two of you race it Isn't yeah it a, yeah I've heard of it but I don't know
2: a whole
1: lot about it yeah that sounds very interesting to me I think that would be cool where you race it with a friend and then your your total counts or something well, to the oh, end I'm, I'm not
2: racing it with Matt <laughs>
1: Don't I don't believe we, we're in the dog. I don't think we'd be winning that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, Matt, that's. Picked
2: uh, it right. downhill for Matt. He <laughs> just rolled roll down the
0: mountain. That wouldn't be great at paddling up the hill. Uh, no, it wouldn't
2: be his
1: favourite thing to do. <laughs> oh dear, dear, classic, classic. Uh, now, tell us a little bit about the, the Gap MTB club then. I'm interested to hear more about that.
2: Yeah, so we just set up the club um, just kind of for staff and then kind of got the notion then during the year that we'd get a few little, um, get a few riders on the team, you know, like a couple of local young lads and stuff. So... That was uh, that, So that was Stephen McCormick, uh, Craig Doyle, Kyle Scully and Matt's son, Oliver. And um, they were out racing, representing Gap MTB. I was uh, racing Gap MTB as well. And then we kind of decided this year that we wanted to grow the club a bit more. So we've kind of opened it up now for anyone that can can join so anyone can represent the club so if anyone is interested when they're signing up for the cycling ireland license they can request to join the club
1: all right that's oh, cool uh, and what do you just do it with the club there and stuff you just do evening rides. do you do weekly rides. what's your kind of plan uh
2: well we are there's no what's the plan i'm looking at <laughs> well, <laughs> you i <laughs> looking at me going, yeah what you is really? the plan uh, no, the plan is to just basically have a little community. It's, it's I guess, because we're racing, it is kind of race to tour, geared towards the racing. So if, if people want to get out and, and race for Gap MTB, it's just having a little community at the races that we can all meet up. Um, when you join the club, you get a free half-day uplift. Um, and then what I'll try and do, I'll, I'll organise club days probably here at the Gap. So we can do uplift days maybe, do a bit of training stuff like that, and um, I'll probably set up a or I will set up a, an online chat group where people can go on and chat about racing and you know all all sorts of race related
1: stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah. fun. No, just racing. <laughs> no, fun, fun stuff
2: as well That's if the they want to do bit.
1: it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, like racing, many bikes and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, So uh, what about the Gap team Sponsored riders Things like that Do you have anything like that going on?
2: Yeah so we have uh, sponsored riders So the four four lads that I mentioned earlier uh, Stephen McCormack Who races elite um, And then there's uh, Kyle Scully Who's in the Utes Oliver is is all of our juniors or youths, I think. And then uh, little little Craigie baby who is 12 and he's in the youths as well. So they're all kind of like downhill-based riders. Um, We have asked a new lad to join the team this year, uh, Killian Doyle, Mm -hmm. and uh, he's 15 and he's planning to race downhill this year as well. So we have five... Five lads on the team, and then a couple of staff members as well. So, Mm
1: -hmm, cool. And how do you support them?
2: Yeah, so basically, um, it kind of depends, like on the on the individual. But I mean, you could be getting, you know, your license paid for entries, uh, get your bike serviced and repaired, or. You know, if you wanted to get a bike through the gap, um, kit, all that kind of stuff. F- uplifts, obviously, you know, to use the park, you don't have to pay to use the uplift. It's all little perks for the young guys, you know, mm-hmm. that might find it hard to, they, they want to get out and race and they might find it hard to pay for it, you know, and it's take the pressure off the parents a little bit as well. So they're not getting any big fancy stuff, but it's all just little things to help them out, you know.
1: -hmm. No, and that makes a huge difference to them for sure.
2: Yeah, it absolutely does.
1: Yeah, good. Well, that's that's good to see as they're doing that. You know, I always think it's amazing that local, you know, local bike stores or local trail centers like yourselves and stuff help local riders as well. I think it's very important.
2: Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, and like all the lads that are on the team, they're all super nice. really good kids and uh, and then yeah so another thing that we do is, is coaching so we're going to be running a like a coaching day now in a few weeks time for them where we'll all go out and yeah just basically do a bit of training for them
1: mm-hmm. that's cool and um, yeah. i was going to ask you about coaching are you doing any coaching courses or anything like that for just the general public if they want to get involved and get you know bulk up their skills or anything
2: yeah, well, it's been hard to get the coaching going with um, just insurance issues and stuff like that, but we are just working on it at the moment. And uh, my brother, Rob Davis, is going to be coming on board, hopefully in the next month or two, to start coaching. Um, so he'll probably start with kind of beginners coaching and hopefully as we build up his uh he has to get certain, you know, uh, certificates and stuff. So as yeah. he builds those yeah. up, we can we can build up the level of, of uh, coaching that we can provide. So that'll be done through our club Gap MTB.
1: Yeah, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you yeah. are starting to cover all corners there. You know, yeah. you're getting yeah. into well, there's everything. a lot
2: of oppor- a lot of opportunities that have yet to be tapped into so there's an awful lot of
0: corners in this big circle yeah
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. good stuff so Lisa you're doing a lot there for sure you're very very busy Matt what are you doing as far as Gap's concerned doing, I'm
0: just having a snooze He's doing nothing going <laughs> no
2: for pints and pretending to, to yeah.
0: maintain trail trying to keep control at Lisa's the problem <laughs>
1: yeah yeah Right, Cool, cool. Uh, Now, are you doing anything with mental health? Because I know we chatted about that briefly the last time.
2: Yeah, so we were approached by this really smart guy, uh, James Linden, who uh, basically owns this business, Greenlight Pharmaceuticals. So basically, we are uh, partnering up with them um, and they are working in association with Quilcha and Borden and Mona. So basically what they want to do is roll out a trial in prescribed mountain biking for mental health sufferers. So, um, hopefully, you know, in the very near future, what, what will happen is say if, if you're suffering from mental health issues and you go to your doctor, um, you may rather than, being prescribed drugs you may be prescribed to go mountain biking basically wow. and, uh, wow. yeah uh, obviously it's not going to be for everyone it'll be for people who fit into a certain you know category or whatever and uh, you you may be prescribed mountain biking and in which case there'll be probably two venues that run this and one of them is the gap and You'll be sent up here and basically you'll be brought, um, it'll be, it's all funded. I don't think mm-hmm. you'll have to pay for any of it. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of people interested in kind of getting involved with it. So I think this could be really huge Um and as I said, James Linden is just a super smart guy. And he's he's done a phenomenal job, like, to get it to where it is. And, yeah, should be kicking off fairly soon, hopefully. So it'll be a trial period first. And once he can prove that it's working, it'll be, should be kicking off then, yeah.
1: That's, so, that is amazing. It,
2: it, it is unbelievable. Uh, they they did something similar. Was it in Scotland or in Northern Ireland? that my touch, yeah and uh yeah it's an unbelievable idea so there's other there's other activities that you can be prescribed um (laughs) but the uh, forest bathing (laughs) which (laughs) we just have pictures of people in our minds of people rubbing leaves and muck all over their body I don't really know what it entails I think Yeah, I just know about the mountain bike inside of it. What
1: was it? Forest bathing.
2: Bathing, yeah. It it sounds great as well. It just, I just find, we just find it funny. Yeah,
1: Yeah. if your doctor said that to you as a cure, you would be like, what?
2: Yeah, I just have a picture of everyone sitting there, (laughs) (laughs) leaves all over them.
1: Extreme extreme.
2: Just bathing in the, bathing in the (laughs) ambiance. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh happy so, uh, days but yeah. that's really interesting uh, that now the, the guy that's organizing this does he ride bikes himself
2: uh james yeah mm. he does yeah yeah and his his pharmaceutical company is all like plant-based uh medicines and stuff like that so he's like a scientist and he does all the research and mm. everything like he's he's top-notch dude
1: yeah, that's yes. class. that's so yes. cool that he's yeah. you know getting mountain biking involved and something like that. Yeah, it's
0: class. Yeah, yeah getting people out into great outdoors, isn't
1: it? Yeah. Yeah, and it's such it's a big that. part of it, isn't it? Yeah.
2: You always feel better when you get back. Yes,
1: you do. No point sitting indoors. Yeah,
2: yeah. You no. always feel better when you get back from biking. Like it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sure. Uh Well, you have got loads going on there. you are super super busy. Lisa, your calendar's full for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I probably only touched on half
2: of it probably <laughs> i've probably left half of it out yeah, all yeah. the big stuff
1: anyway Uh uh-huh. now it, it's really cool and i just want to finish off i want to ask you um as far as the bike trails and stuff has gone there do you think it's been a success for the area as well do you think it's brought more people into to the area where the gap's at i
0: certainly bring more people in i mean the also giving a lot of work to kind of local people as well. I mean, the, the kitchen across the way is an awful lot of young local people working mm-hmm. in there. And even here ourselves, we, we do. So it's brought a fair bit of kind of work into the area. Then we're also kind of, little Airbnb next door kind of gets a bit out of it as well. Fox mm-hmm. next door does as well. So I mean, and yes, the blue and under blue light. So it certainly brought it more people into the area without doubt.
1: Yeah, no, that's good to see. And, you know these kind of things. Facilities seem to do that, and you know there is success stories all over the world of old towns that have you know remapped themselves and put bike trails in, and the the sphere, you know it's just going from strength to strength. So yeah. it, it's great to see. Do you see many international visitors coming your way? You know from different areas.
0: We do, and um, it's, it's something we're trying to tap into a bit more. And um, I think Port Folger now starting to help us out a little bit as well. Folger Ireland. Ireland, even
2: he keeps calling them Port
0: yeah. Folger. <laughs> <laughs> it's to put of name out in the right area in order to get international travellers coming in because we're only a small little place. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. And how far does it take? How long does it take to travel from Dublin, you know, the city centre, to use there?
2: Oh. If you're
1: driving
2: only like 15 20 minutes, 20 minutes yeah yeah, oh, yeah that's
1: wow. unreal huh? yeah yeah no it's so close to town yeah wow that's cool so listen you oh. you've went from a golf club to a mountain bike club uh, and everything else like, do you enjoy it what do you enjoy most about it
0: It's great dealing with the people, talking to all the the interesting people you bump into here. And then everyone's kind of buzzing and having a great time. So you you, you kind of get sucked sucked into all that as well, which
1: which is just great. It must be such a different kind of clientele, though, to a golf clientele. eh? Really? (laughs) (laughs) Were you not worried about that initially?
0: Mm. No, it is. It is.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, but more fun, eh?
0: Way more fun, and
1: the kind of... I mean, okay.
2: He, there's only so much of a buzz you can get from golf. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean?
0: There's only, there's only the one person who's, who's won a golf match, but here, <laughs> every everyone that comes down is buzzing, is happy, has had a
1: great time. Oh. Yeah, 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 cool. Well, it sounds amazing, folks. I can't wait to visit you when I get back over there. Um, it'll be great to see you. Yeah, it'll
2: be great to have you here.
1: Yeah, and I'll I'll try and bring a crew from the north down and see who's uh who hasn't went before and we'll get them down your way and it's great but how can people best follow you best book online do all that how can they keep in contact that's what's happening
2: yeah, well, obviously the usual, uh, Instagram and Facebook, just look up The Gap. And then, yeah, if you want to book in, go to the thegap.ie. It's very simple. All our bookings go through the website um, because we get a lot of people who arrive up and who haven't booked in and we might not necessarily be able to give them what they need. So always recommend booking in online at thegap.ie.
1: Yeah, cool. And <laughs> as far as socials and stuff go, you're on all the the local, the, the yeah, normal platforms, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we are indeed.
1: Well, listen, folks, it's been absolutely amazing chatting to you. Um, you. And you're doing great things there for for all the mountain bikers in Ireland for sure. And uh, I hope they all get the opportunity and go down and visit you at some, or come up and visit you at some stage, wherever they may be from.
2: most uh, of them have been here
1: already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, with your new trail expansions and everything else, yeah. it'll Hopefully, go ahead. You know, people will return and keep returning. That's you it, know. Yeah.
2: yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Well, listen, all all the best for the future. I hope everything you've planned goes goes well and goes to plan. But I would certainly say, Lisa, go with your calendar, not Matt's. You seem to have a wee <laughs> bit more on yours. <laughs>
2: There's not name in his calendar. <laughs> Mine only goes two
0: days.
1: <laughs> good stuff, folks. Well, listen, good luck for 2020 and uh, I'll see you around the summer, some stage, I'm sure. So take care and uh, have, have a blast and I hope everything goes well for yous. Thank you. Thank
2: so you so much. Thanks much, for very much, Gareth. Thanks for having us on.
1: a wrap for episode 122 folks i hope you enjoyed that show and lisa and matt thanks so much for coming on the podcast it was great to chat to you it was great to get you on the show and I am really, really looking forward to visiting you guys in the summer and uh, hopefully I can have a chat and a coffee with you and hopefully my shoulder's good enough and I may be able to actually hit the trails. So um, fingers crossed for that but thanks so much for coming on the podcast. It was great to hear what you guys are getting up to. You guys are doing so much there and uh, I'm really appreciative of it for the mountain bike scene and I'm sure a lot of the riders are as well. So well done and good luck for 2020. Now folks, if you want to know more about The Gap about Lisa and Matt and what we chatted about just go to the show notes you will find them at mtb-tribe.com you can get a quick link to listen to the episode from there you can also get quick links to all the socials from The Gab and read a little bit more about what we chatted about now if you want to support the show the best way of doing that is by subscribing rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts every one of your ratings helps boost us on Apple's algorithms and helps spread the good word about the show to more people If you're not on Apple, you can find us and subscribe via Stitcher, Spotify and Podbean. We also have the website mtv-tribe.com where you can find the complete back catalogue, listen and download every show. You can also subscribe there and get one email per week with a quick and easy link to listen to the show. And now for folks that have signed up and are not receiving emails, just check your spam box because you have to go in after you sign up and just click yes you want to register you want to subscribe but i'm finding that a lot of those emails are falling into the spam folders so if you haven't received an email and you have signed up just go into your spam check it out it will be there just click on that and uh, it'll be automatically sent to you You can also get involved with the show via social media. We are on Instagram and Facebook at MTB Tribe. Please share all the posts. You can help the show that way and just let friends know of the podcast and how they can listen, etc. And that's the best way to help build the show is just to get more people involved that way just via word of mouth. So thanks so much for tuning in, folks. It was great to have you on board. It was great to have you listen to this episode of the podcast. And until next week, as always, get out in the trails, have a good time, and stay MTB Stoked.